So, continuing on is after Iman in Allah and the angels and then uh, 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 the books. So, we have to believe in the books in multiple perspectives. When we say we believe in the books from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it means multiple things. It means that one, number one, these books are from Allah. Number two, we have to believe in the specific names. As in, the Quran was sent to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Injil to Isa alayhi The Zabur to Dawud alayhi The Torah to Musa alayhi The Suhuf Ibrahim to Ibrahim alayhi So these are five different uh, 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 books that are mentioned in the Quran. Number three, we have to believe in everything in them. As in, whatever they said, they were guidance from Allah and, and should be applied. Especially, I mean, specifically at their times. Right? And I'm getting to that in a moment. Number four is that we have to... So not only do we believe in them in their original form, but that we act according to their revelation. It's not enough to just believe in it, but number four, to actually live by it. Number five, the abrogation of past books. That subhanAllah, Allah Ta'ala sent revelation for different people at different times, specific to their conditions. And however, for the final messenger wasallam, for the Prophet Muhammad he was for all of mankind, and his book was for every nation and every time thereafter. So therefore, everything prior to it is then abrogated. As Allah says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ بِالْحَقِّ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَمُهَيْمِنًا عَلَيْهِ And we have revealed to you, O Muhammad the book in truth confirming that which preceded it of the scripture and as a criterion over it. And muhaymin, one of the, if you look in the tafsir, this word muhaymin, like a criterion over it, means that this is going to now supersede it and, uh, uh, you know, basically take over its role as the guide. Why? Because this is more specific to, or more, you could say more uh, specific to our time and for mankind as opposed to previous nations who had it specific to their people and specific to their time. Furthermore, it was corrupted, whereas the Qur'an, and I'm getting to that in a moment, will never be corrupted. So Allah says it is, the, it is uh, as a criterion over it. So judge between them by what Allah has revealed and do not follow their inclinations away from what? has come to you from the truth. To each of you we prescribed a law and a method. So in other words, each different nation, they had their own book, they had their own law for a specific time. Whereas this Qur'an is from the time of the Prophet till Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So it's for all of mankind to the rest of time. So Allah Ta'ala is clarifying all of this, that we, you have a specific law and a specific way according to your time and place. Number six, preservation of the Qur'an. That other books, they were uh, uh, distorted during their time, and so a new messenger would come with, with clarifications. And, but this Qur'an will remain preserved until Judgment Day. Indeed, it is we who have sent down the Qur'an, and indeed, we will be its guardian. And we also believe in the corruption of past books. In other words, we do believe that even if we have a copy of the Torah today, or a copy of the Injil today, we can say with confidence that yes, some of it may be true, but at the same time, some of it may be false, and therefore, we don't know which parts of which. So there's definitely corruption involved. I just don't know which parts are which. So whatever agrees with Islam, we can say it's probably correct, inshallah. And whatever disagrees with Islam, we can say it's probably incorrect, inshallah. But at the end of the day, that is not what we rely upon. And Allah Ta'ala mentions this in Surah Ali Imran. وَيَقُولُونَ هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ وَمَا هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ وَيَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ That, and they say this is from Allah when it is not from Allah, and they speak untruth about Allah, they speak lies about Allah while they fully know it. Now what's really fascinating is that when a book is sent, 
it, uh, it either gets distorted in meaning or in text. This is really interesting. So what I mean by that is either the text remains right, but the meaning, like the way people interpret it, is wrong. When people start going very astray in terms of their understanding of the text, even though the text is still sound, Allah sends a new prophet. A new prophet to say, listen, I am affirming the old book, I am affirming the old text, but I'm here to remind you of how to apply it. You guys have lost your way in terms of application, so I'm here to bring you back upon its proper application, and we're still holding on to that book. However, when the, the text itself gets corrupted, then Allah doesn't send a new Nabi, He sends a new Rasul. He sends a new messenger, and that messenger brings a message, right? And so that's what. So it's just really fascinating that you'll have a message, a, a message come, and to keep the understanding of it correct, Allah will send one prophet after the other after the other until finally that text itself gets corrupted, then a new message, and then so on and so forth, and the process continues. However, with regards to this ummah, the text will never be distorted. As Allah said, as we mentioned, Allah says, I'm going to preserve the text. And furthermore, as for the people who have to preserve its understanding and its application and meaning, that is now relegated not to prophets, but to who? Scholars. All right, mashallah. That the Prophet says that indeed, the ulama, the scholars, are the inheritors of the Prophet. Actually, let me read to you the entirety of this hadith in Surah Abi Dawood, it's a sahih hadith. It's a lengthy hadith, but it's worth reading. Why? Because it goes to show just how heavy it is when somebody decides, I want to study this deen and I want to understand this ilm. So the Prophet says, مَن سَلَكَ طَرِيقًا يَطْلُبُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَلَكَ اللَّهُ بِهِ طَرِيقًا مِن طُرُقِ الْجَنَّةِ That if anybody travels on a road in search of knowledge, Allah will cause him to travel on one of the roads to paradise. Your desire to get up and say, I'm going to come to the masjid, you thought you were driving on Lantern Road or this road or that road, you were driving on what? Tariqa ila al-jannah. Right? You were, this is a path towards paradise. Why? Because subhanAllah, you're sincerely seeking Allah's ilm, Allah's knowledge that He sent to mankind. وَإِنَّ الْمَلَائِكَةَ لَتَضَعُ أَجْنِحَتَهَا رِضًا لِطَالِبِ الْعِلْمِ وَإِنَّ الْعَالِمَ لَيَسْتَغْفِرُ لَهُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَالْحِيطَانِ وَالْحِيطَانِ excuse me, وَالْحِيطَانِ فِي جَوْفِ الْمَاءِ That subhanAllah, the angels will lower their wings in their great pleasure with the one who seeks knowledge and the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth. Imagine, every blade of grass, every star, every angel, everything in the heavens and everything on earth is doing what? Even to the point the fish in the, in, the, in the sea, we know how big the ocean is, right? It's like 70% of the, of the uh, Earth's surface is water. So you, like, you just imagine the Pacific, right? I mean, we're talking about like put, taking the uh, Africa and Asia and, and North America and South America, putting it all together, all that surface, ocean. Imagine how many fish of the sea, how many plankton, how many, you know, it's just unbelievable, the number. They're all making du'a for who? And you can understand why too, subhanAllah, that we're poisoning the oceans because we're not applying our deen, subhanAllah. Humanity is so corrupt, humanity is so greedy, humanity doesn't care about this planet. SubhanAllah, if there's a mu'min teaching people to not be so wasteful, not to be musrifeen, then subhanAllah, it, it will, it's even in their best interest, right? In terms of self-preservation, not to destroy the oceans. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Point is, is that all of these, even the fish in the sea, they're doing what? They are asking Allah Ta'ala to forgive the alim. And then, subhanAllah, the Prophet says what? وَإِنَّ فَضْلَ الْعَالِمِ عَلَى الْعَابِدِ كَفَضْلِ الْقَمَرِ لَيْلَةِ الْبَدْرِ عَلَى سَائِرِ الْكَوَاكِبِ That indeed the virtue of the alim, the virtue of the scholar over the abid, over the worshipper, is like 
the moon over the stars. Now think about that. That's such a, it's such a powerful analogy. Why? Because both of them are up. Both of them are elevated, right? You look up to an abid. You look up to somebody who's a worshiper, right? Imagine somebody who comes to the masjid every day and has their little corner. They read Quran. They make dua. They pray the salah. You look up to that guy. He's doing good things. He's clearly high, you know, like elevated. He's, he's, he, he deserves respect. But you can't get guided by his light in a dark night, right? If you're, if you're in the dark in a very late night, he's not going to help you. Why? Because he knows how to worship. He knows how to worship Allah very well. But if you're having personal trouble, he's not going to guide you in that because he's not an alim. He doesn't have knowledge to answer your doubts and to clarify your issues. He's not going to be able to you know, guide you along the right way. The moon, however, in a dark night, the moon gives enough light that you can find your way. So even though the star is high, and even though the stars are beautiful, I mean, you do look up at the stars and say, wow, they're gorgeous. And sometimes you come to the masjid, you see rows of brothers or sisters praying, think, mashallah. Like uh, stars on a, on a dark night. Beautiful, right? It's, it's, it's beautiful. However, if you ask them for guidance, if they aren't learned in their deen, they might give you a wrong answer. They might not be able to help. Or they might give you a bad information that's going to make the situation worse. And this uh, goes back to the whole story of the man who killed 99 people. And then he asked a question to the abid, right? He asked a question to the worshiper. He said, I've killed 99 people. Can I be forgiven? He's like, no. <laughs> right? So he's not an alim. He doesn't know that Allah Ta'ala is... Is wasi' al that he's he's wide in mercy. He's he's thinking he's putting himself on his own level. He's thinking I worship Allah every day. If I were to kill even one person, Subhanallah, I would never be forgiven. So he's thinking according to his own capacity. He's like, no way, man, you're never going to be forgiven. So he kills him too, right? So he's an abid. He's a worshiper, but he's not an alim, right? Uh, but the, then he so then the man feels bad. He's like, man, now I killed a hundred people, Subhanallah, and I even killed an abid. I even killed a worshiper. So he's feeling even worse, and he goes to the. A worshiper, and he asks, oh, excuse me, the alim, the scholar, and he asks him and says, can I be forgiven? He says, yes, but you have to get out of this environment. You have to go to another city, which goes to show the huge importance of environment, which is why, dear, let me see how many people are online. 26 people, mashallah, I'm glad that 26 people are online. However, 26 people should be in the masjid. That would be even better. I know, I know it's COVID, blah, 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 whatever. COVID. Uh, but anyway, but uh, aren't we done with this? I, 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 every country is claiming they have a vaccine. Is one of them right? Is any one of them? I, I don't know. They're all saying, we have it, we have it. Khalas. So, uh, somebody's got to be right, I hope, inshallah. Anyway. <laughs> After, inshallah. So, point being, that yes, there is a, such a virtue for the one that studies over just the one that worships. Of course, virtue is, uh, worship is very virtuous, but you want to combine both. Worshiping privately, but also conveying that ilm publicly as well. And then finally, وَإِنَّ الْعُلَمَاءَ وَرَثَةُ الْأَنْبِيَاءَ وَإِنَّ الْأَنْبِيَاءَ لَمْ يُوَرِّثُوا دِنَارًا وَلَا دِرْهَمًا وَرَّثُوا الْعِلْمَ فَمَنْ أَخَذَهُ أَخَذَ بِحَظٍ وَافِرٍ Beautiful hadith. That the scholars are the heirs or the inheritors of the prophets and the prophets leave neither uh, you know, dinar or dirham, basically no, they don't leave dollar or cent or whatever, however term you want to use it. They leave only knowledge. And he who takes it has taken indeed an abundant portion. So that's such a, this is how we should treat Qur'an. That subhanAllah, the moment I even get on the path of walking towards this, learning this deen, learning hadith, learning Qur'an, whatever the case is, the more I study my deen, this is already I'm on the path to Jannah. And everything around me is making dua for me. Every step that I take, even the ants that are crawling around me, they're making dua for me. SubhanAllah, what a ni'mah, right? And that, uh, uh, and that subhanAllah, what a virtue I'll have because I'll be able to answer people's questions and give them clarity when there is no clarity. Darkness, I pull them from min al-zulumati ila nur I'll have the ability, by Allah's permission, to take them from darknesses to light, inshallah ta'ala. What a, what a ni'mah. Yes, and then the last one that we're going to cover today, mm, you know what? 
Uh, I'll close now because I know we're going to open up for comments uh, because uh, the Salah comes in pretty early. So I want to leave a few minutes for comments and questions. We'll do messengers and then the last day and predestination, inshallah, those uh, last three. We're going to do them next time, next week. So with that, yeah, with that, I will close. May Allah Ta'ala make us of those who have proper belief in Allah, in His Tawheed, in belief in the Malaika, and have, it, have an impact on us. Like I said, there's like five different ways that can have an impact on you. Just belief in the, of the, in the angels, and ultimately in the books, and, uh, and that being revelation, Qur'an and Sunnah, and how we need to apply that and study that, and the virtues of doing so. May Allah Ta'ala make us of those who take this seriously. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.